Hello everyone, my name is Ali Dreisaitl, and you are tuned in on the first episode of AM in the PM, and I'm joined by... Marcus. And... My name is Philip. Right, and so today we're going to focus on Interstellar, and we hope that you enjoy this podcast. Thanks. That is pretty loud. All right. If that's what you want. Hey, that is what I want. That's what you get. Hey. No one asks... Why is Philip? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Moving on. The elephant in the room. We got to talk about it. We got to talk about Interstellar. We all watched it. Um, I want to know what you guys' thoughts are. Just overall, just general. What did it make you feel? You know, like how did, did it make you think about the world that we live in and, and other dimensions and stuff like that? So I'll start. So there are very few, very few movies that I watch that I go, that is an instant classic. I need this in my life and I will watch this again, probably at least three or four times a year. Interstellar is one of those movies where like I rented it. So I got about like halfway through it, like after the, uh, the Matt Damon part. And I was just like, Oh, this is actually really good. Watched it a little bit more, and I was like, "This is, this is very good." And the next thing I know, I backed out of it and bought it. Uh, that that was a damn good movie, and I'm a little upset that I didn't watch it sooner. I felt, I I felt like space is is definitely the next frontier, and and we do need to get off of Earth before. Stupid shit like that happens. Sweet. So I I, I concur. I agree. Um, yeah, I definitely. When I first watched it, I didn't quite understand everything that was happening, and I didn't understand kind of like towards the end, um, just the the imagery of going into the singularity. Yeah, that was hard to understand, hard to grasp, but. Yeah, I mean, it just it's it's a movie about love and also about um, how love transcends dimensions. That's right, that's right, and just the the understanding of of time as something that is malleable or something that can be shifted by gravity. That's yeah. basically what I got out of it. Um, Let's start with filmmaking first. Um, I thought it was visually stunning. I thought. It was, uh, I thought the sound was great and the lack of sound in the, uh, the vacuum of space I thought was quite clever. Yeah. Um, once again, the, the lack of sound in, uh, when he's going into the black hole, I thought was really great. And all you heard was just him sort of panicking almost. Um, now, the part about space being the final frontier and us leaving Earth because we're fucking it up, all we're going to do is fuck up another planet, you know, because the human race is really stupid. And the thing about one, one, one thing that I think the Earth is eventually going to do is try to get rid of us, just like an interstellar. You know what I mean? Um, eventually, food's going to be almost impossible to produce um 
I think that global warming is is a thing, and I think that eventually it's gonna make sure that we're not around. I think that the Earth isn't going to return to its splendor until after we're gone. And uh, I think we've abused and squandered her resources, and I think that's going to become a reality. And we may have to eventually go to space, maybe. Hopefully we'll do a better job. Well, I mean, if you think about it, unless we take... Unless we take the current technology that we have, like all of all of the cars and and like the things producing all of the things that are like fucking up the uh, the planet that we have now is is like if we if we take that stuff with us, then yes, but I think another planet is a is a fresh start, so to speak. Like if we can take everything that we learned from messing up Earth like with all the acid rain and and all the greenhouse gases that we've produced and depleting the the ozone layer i think if we take and learn learn from this and go to another planet that it you know it, it'll it'll take a little longer but i mean we're gonna we're gonna mess anything up okay but if if we've learned that we can do better with the technology we have now then we would be able to use it to not reverse, but at least save what we have of the planet. Right now, you have to be rich in order to to drive a, a, an electric car or, or whatever. I mean, why not make everything cheaper so we can have a planet for our great-great-grandchildren? Because everybody's looking out for themselves, which was another point that they were trying to make in the movie right that was a highlight of the movie as well was trying yeah. to understand are you doing this for your family or are you doing this for the betterment of mankind and and his actually was started out for his family and ended up becoming the better men of mankind that's right and i think they didn't touch on it enough but there was a point where where um you know he had to make a decision that look we don't have enough fuel to go back we don't also have enough fuel to even reach the next site so so we, he made that have sacrifice choice. we have one choice and that choice was to go into gargantuan and at least try to capture some quantum data to try to send back to earth um and i, I don't think that was touched on enough i would have i would have liked to see him actually like going through that process of like you know understanding that this was it you know he's so never I, getting back i like that twist it was a very emotional moment because you know uh they were uh she was all worried about tars and then she was like well okay i understand that you know he's a robot we, we need the extra weight and then he's like yeah i'm going too that that was a good twist that i didn't see coming because I can usually pick up on things like that, but with him just going, all right, I'm, I'm getting ready to go. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, okay, he's sacrificing himself so she can have enough, so she can have enough fuel to reach the next star, uh, to reach the next planet. Right. <clears throat> That's right. But so, I, th- I think just going to a new planet would be a fresh start, not only for for humans and having a new planet but 
a chance to start society over again. That's true. You know, uh, basically, just basically ended up ending up repeating, repeating history with like the hunter and gatherer uh, type society, and then and then moving on to more civilized colonies and and eventually probably more so going back to either a class system or or just what we have society uh like as a society today so what do you what do you think are you thinking like if we go like say we go to mars we're doing a lot more research on mars yeah so how how would you uh filter out not filter but how would you choose people who would go there you know and who would govern what government would it be would it be brand new or would you bring the united states constitution or well i mean i think democracy would be the best way uh would be the best like system of government you know everybody has a voice uh, obviously it's on a smaller scale so it's more impactful rather than governing hundreds of millions of people um as far as who who goes all right so what do we need we need food we need water uh we need to be able to filter the water so we'll need we need buildings so engineers Medical scientists staff. doctors obviously um and then we need people to run the government so who's who's fit to run that so um you and me hey we'll do it <laughs> so yeah the i'm the three people at the though. table here we're gonna <laughs> be right. your, your masters that's right so as far as citizens go you know how do you pick citizens that aren't gonna mess it up again well, I mean, humans are going to mess it up. What so. Yeah, I mean, what keeps us from making the same mistake? Well, I mean, we're humans. We're going to make mistakes. I hate, you know, I hate to be the... <laughs> hate to play devil's advocate the, the here. gloom and doom guy here, but <clears throat> humans are stupid. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, look at what we've done. But look at all the good we've done. Okay, all right. Um... We have had, yeah, we've had had some people with money who have been able to uh, come up with this technology instead of just abusing, you know, fossil fuel and all that stuff. So yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's a fresh start where where money doesn't mean anything. Your currency doesn't matter. You know, this is I about. Like what I'm here. <laughs> This is about bettering mankind and creating a better uh, a better future for the rest of the entire human race, not for just going like, oh yes, I I went to Mars. Yes, it was it was fantastic because I have the money that I can do that. I'm just gonna go to Mars. <laughs> Started so wanna, out as George Takei there for a minute. <laughs> so I want to touch on something real quick. There was a story that recently was published about. Elon Musk, who was preparing his first uh, manned mission to Mars, and he had he had a, a set number of seats on his shuttle, and there was a 
billionaire from I'm not I don't remember I th- believe it, it was a Japanese billionaire who ended up purchasing all of the seats and then was giving them away to kind of ordinary people like artists and scholars and scientists and things like that people who he felt would be deserving of going not just the ultra rich and and the uh the uh businessmen of the world i mean what are your, what are your thoughts on colonization of mars what do you guys think is it a smart idea i mean is it even viable is it is it something in the near future is it in our lifetime or i don't think it's if if it is in our lifetime it won't be until we're like 50 60 years old uh present company excluded (laughs) 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 who's hitting that mark here pretty soon um but i i don't think that we're close to it since we're still sending machines up there like we can do manned missions that's that's fine but i don't think i don't think we can terraform yet you know we're a far cry from hadley's hope on yeah (laughs) uh, aliens (laughs) that's true um but you know it if, if you look at all the other planets like all right, what are we going to do? Colonize colonize Neptune? Because as far as I know, Neptune is water and ice and has a super horrible atmosphere. Well, and it's also extremely far away from the sun, which is our only source of heat or light yeah. in, in at least our solar system. So, yeah, I mean, that's why Mars is it, it's a close. better candidate. Yeah. So when you think about it, so in the movie... The, the scene was set up in such a way that there was a, a wormhole near Saturn, right? So say there was an actual wormhole that had been discovered near Saturn and a similar mission had been kind of executed in the real world. I mean, is that something that you would be in support of overall or is that something you would be against? Just even, even the, the, the idea of going... I would I would be all about going. The only thing that stops me is movies like Aliens. Well, Alien, Aliens. Um man, what life? <laughs> uh Those movies. Did they even leave the ship? In for, life? Yeah. Toward, towards the very end. <laughs> um movies like that scare the living shit out of me that was a great right movie. because you don't you have no idea what's on the other side i mean yeah you could be transported into a world excuse me not a world a, a galaxy or a collection of galaxies that are i mean billions of light years away yeah and not even know and then there there could be just any possibility of life or life forms or these unimaginable things could be on the other side. So the biggest, uh, the biggest qualm that I have and that most people have with, uh, with Prometheus is that you just like take three or four steps off the ship and go, all right, well, guess we can take our helmets off. And then 
they take their helmets off and like why would you do that right like yes it is breathable but you have absolutely no idea what's pathogens or yeah what's floating in the air like do about maybe three or four more years of testing and then and then go ahead and take your helmets off okay so that's a that's that's a valid excuse to not want to you know step through that door but let's you know horror sci-fi aside yeah (laughs) yeah let's not use that as our uh our decision making process no because uh, whenever we see uh aliens uh they're for entertainment, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we like we like to see invasions, you know. If we see a, a flying saucer come out of space, like we're automatically thinking War of the Worlds or or Independence Day. You know yeah, what I the mean? day the Earth That's stood right. still. Let's not let's not let films. No, no. So, <laughs> so just just the concepts of alien life forms being out there. Don't know whether they're hostile or they're uh, or they're not. Just or or how aggressive they can turn out of you know mis misinterpreting our gestures just space is so space is just the is just a void i hate not seeing what's on the other side of things and also if you get sucked into space you're dead and and things explode I don't I don't like exploding. I like like all of my body parts where they are and I like being able to breathe. That's one of, that's one of the reasons why I would never leave Earth because I don't even like being on the ocean. You know, it's like all I have is this boat. I think that came up in Interstellar too. It's like Yep. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, because the the yacht owners who were sailing these large ships had never even learned how to swim, yet right. they were sailing these giant giant vessels. And that was the point was that, you know, as a, as a, uh, as the captain of the, of that vessel, I mean, you have to be strong and not, not to worry too much about whether you can or can't swim. I mean, you're still in that vessel and you're, you're traveling. That was what he was just trying to get through to that guy who was freaking out. And then he like gave him the, the uh, headphones to listen to nature sounds or whatever. Yeah. So, um, there was a uh, part in the movie that kind of just shook me, which was the um, the building of the Tesseract at the end, the way that they kind of made that look. It's still, it's kind of hard to understand. I mean, so you've got... All the infinite moments in yeah, you've got her like, bedroom. That's right. But even then, like, how did they, how did the, <clears throat> excuse me, the other beings know like which moment in time like location wise in the three dimensions to actually point to yeah when he well, was in there well didn't he say that it wasn't uh that it wasn't other beings that it was people just in the future i think that, that created the fifth dimension because uh what was it tars kept saying they mm-hmm. they're the ones doing it and I believe that Matthew McConaughey was like, "Well, it's it's not it's not a they. It's not different people. It's it's us in the future, not like not the near future, but you know, someone, <clears throat> some people are making that 
So that's true. That is true. But to go back to your point, um, that I have no idea. Maybe they just knew. Right. I mean that that was a that was a pivotal moment in the entire storyline because if you think about it, had the message that Matthew McConaughey was trying to give through the wall of books, had that message either not been delivered or been delivered differently, then the entire outcome could have changed. Are you you talking about like the, where you was saying stay? Mm -hmm. So maybe, so if he doesn't listen, the human race is extinct. Correct. But if he, like if he had listened or if the message was different or, because if you think about it, when you're in the Tesseract and you're doing things and you're altering time, I suppose, you're altering the something previously mm-hmm. that happened. So I don't necessarily think of it as altering time. Nothing, nothing was altered. He was still, he pushed the books out to put stay in, in the timeline so right. so nothing was altered now if he had listened whenever the books uh whenever the books were falling down then then that's obviously altering the timeline and then we start going into paradoxes right and, because then the overall outcome would have been completely different i mean that version of him in the tesseract may have not even been there to begin with no it, it wouldn't because if he if he doesn't if he's like well you know, I'm just going to stay here. I'm not going to do this stupid space mission. Right. Then then they, I don't think they even launched the Lazarus Project because they needed a pilot. That's true. And that was him. That's very true. So that kind of blows my mind just thinking about that, like thinking about how just every single thing that he did when he was acting on that in the Tesseract had to be perfect. Yeah, every single thing. Yeah, the coordinates being perfect for NASA. Yeah. Um doing Morse code on the stopwatch, uh, on the watch itself. That's right. It was interesting seeing the watch face be be used of, for Morse code. Well, the yeah, so there's that and it, it what was really cool was the way that they were portraying the actual dials as like lines of of fabric Mm -hmm. that was interesting to me yeah and i don't know like where does it stop you know like so the the whole watch wasn't portrayed as a line of fabric it was just the dials i mean does it go down to you know does it go down to like atom size or molecule size like what is it where does it end you know And, and is that something that we're just not able to see in these three dimensions Maybe that's something in the fourth or fifth. Dimension. Yeah, because they were they were saying that it was in the fifth dimension. Now, whether or not the tesseract was, so I think the tesseract was in the fifth dimension, and that would just happen to be a part of it. Right. So. Yeah, I mean that that blows my mind. So silence. That's right. I zoned out. I'm sorry. <laughs> awesome. It's all good. Um. What other parts of the movie did you think were important? You know, it's a long movie. It's almost a three-hour movie. Oh, yeah, it's about 10, 
minutes shy of three hours. What and about? It and it could have been longer. What? Did, what? Did, <laughs> yeah, I agree. What did you think about the very last scene? Where? Remind me of the last scene. You know me and my memory. The very last scene was when Matthew McConaughey had he had woken up. He had met with his daughter. His daughter was um, on kind of on her deathbed, really old, not really able to move. But the whole family was there, you know. So her family was taking care of her, and, and she said to go. She, she told him to go because, you know, um, I can't remember her name, Dr. Uh, Brand. Yeah, Dr. Brand was still out there. And so he had taken the ship and he had left. Um, to go to the new Earth colony. Right, right. right. Which and looked oddly familiar. It looked like Mars, honestly. Did it? I mean, a little bit. I'm not sure. It kind of reminded me of Mars. Are you, are you just saying that because it had rocks and dirt? Well, yeah, and it was the same, you know, orangish, burnt red color. Yeah. Hmm. I guess I didn't really pay attention to that that much. It it would have it would have been funny to go. Hey, we're just gonna we're gonna go through this wormhole and and go through like thirty forty years just for them to go back to Mars and be like, well, we could do it now. Yeah, well, that was another thing that blew my mind too was how how time changed when you know you got closer to Gargantuan. So when they did that little maneuver and uh, used the last of their fuel mm-hmm. to kind of pass by Gargantuan but gain momentum, the fact that they lost so many years just doing that one move. Yeah, like what was it, like 40 years or yeah. or something like that? Yeah. Well, even whenever they were, uh, whenever they were doing the mission to save uh, Dr. Man, mm-hmm. or... No, no, it was the very first one when they found out that the planet was all water. Yeah. Uh that was 25 that was like 24 years yeah. of their life. It was 7 years every 1 hour they were down there. Yeah. And yeah, that's crazy. and that is that's beyond me. Just just to see uh what is his name Romley just like be partially balding. Yeah. And he's like you guys were down there for 24 years. At, at first, I was really hoping that you guys would come back, and, and then I just, I just stopped losing hope. I, I just started losing hope, and that's, that's I just insane. came up with the fact that you guys weren't coming back. Yeah. That was like an emotional part of the movie for me because that's when he went back to the station, and, and that's when Matthew McConaughey went back to the station and found all the videos yeah, twenty three years worth of videos. To oh, yeah. try and watch through. I mean, that's yeah. By the way, fuck Tim. He he had a complete character change mm-hmm. because at first, you know, he was he was the favorite son, and then and then like whenever we see all the Earth stuff happen, he's like, oh, I hate my family. Dad didn't raise me. Grandpa raised me. Right. Your dad also went into space, and I don't think that you understand how how time works. Exactly. Yeah, he did a full one uh, full one eighty, and that's just you know, it's sad. But well, I mean, I I get that that's how 
that's how people you know are and and that's kind of how the character was either written or or taken in that direction right but at the same time it's just like really and now you're gonna hate your sister because she wanted to basically follow in her dad's footsteps oh by the way she's smarter than you so also it took me admittedly a a very embarrassing amount of time to realize that that was in the far distant future it it was really embarrassing i was like so how long in the future is this right it was like 80 or 90 years was it i think no maybe it might have been 60 or 70 years total because they lost you know 23 years on the first planet oh no i was just talking in general oh in general like from the very beginning of the movie i was just like how long in the future is this yeah i'm not sure uh obviously there are no wars because they have robots now right i'm not sure if we have any crafts that are capable of achieving the speed that they achieve just to even reach saturn to reach that wormhole because they they calculated two years to to get to to Saturn, saturn and i don't know i don't know if that's even possible today no I mean, I can the fact that, that NASA was what it was, I mean, that's that should true. tell you that it was pretty distant in the future. Yeah. yeah. The fact that they had to do it in secret. Yeah, and that he was saying that corn was dying just overall. That's a big deal. And also the fact that... Um, I saw a lot of corn coming here. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, also, they're like, we don't need en- engineers anymore. We need farmers. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you're going to gonna need engineers all in the fact that the apollo missions were were all faked that's true i was like all right so i get like the first the the actual moon landing how is fake and and quote-unquote propaganda but really all of them right that was another thing so that's true it could be easily 50 to 70 years in the future or more considering there's that much you know like dust storms and things like that i mean who knows at this point i do hope that they come out with a second one though i mean it's been several years since interstellar came out but i would love to see an interstellar 2 or just anything that kind of ties that movie in with another space related movie that would be really cool yeah even if it well i mean i don't think they should mess up a a good ending no, I think with, they should just leave it with open another ended. film. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe a different, uh, maybe books or even a graphic novel or something. There's, there's always, there are always movies that have uh, those types of endings that you really want to. It's good to leave things up for interpretation, but it'd also be nice to see what the writers sort of, if they had any afterthoughts as to what, because. I mean, writers do have a, a background in a story that they don't necessarily tell. So what was a writer thinking would happen? Yeah, an, ex- an expanded wrong. universe of uh, like a book series, that would be nice. That or would be just really even good. a sequel to this movie and just a novelization. Yeah, because I like Philip was saying it would be better to do it that way instead of just going, hey, 
You know how much money Interstellar made? People are dying for a sequel. Right. I well, not if they wait too long. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Well, we really hope you enjoy the show. Next week, we will be discussing horror movies or any Halloween-related topics. If you'd like to reach out to us or have a suggestion for a topic, please email us at askamnthepm at gmail.com. See ya.